Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double. You're now tuned in to episode one thirty five of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. That is a lot of damn episodes. One hundred and thirty five episodes I've given you of this amazing podcast for free ninety nine. Free. This shit is free, my G. Y'all getting it for free? What the fuck you want from me? You can't give me no more free, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no more free, Randy. Uh, no, nah, I'm gonna continue giving you free fire content. Um, let's see what's going on in my life. Um, working, working on the podcast, uh, coming up with a master plan, trying to invest. Um, that is it. Trying to let, make my money compound, trying to grow and compound it. And, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, get all that I can, you know, trying to be a squirrel, trying to get a nut, you know, I'm just out here trying to you know stack these nuts all in the tree so when the storm comes i'll be ready and i won't be hurting so that's all i'm doing out there hopefully everybody who's listening is doing very well shout out to everybody who listened to episode 132 133 and 134 of do rags and boat shoes uh continue to tell a friend and have that friend tell five friends and hopefully them five friends will tell five more friends and you know get these listens up and then i can get some kind of deal with uh one of these uh media outlets all right then i'm gonna sell out and then i'm gonna act like i don't know nobody nah (laughs) what else is going on in the world um man did y'all see this goddamn music video by a nigga name uh let me see if i can find it i don't think i can find it but the nigga name was like stoner something and the song is called too busy now i know y'all done seen the gif uh or the little snippet and it's a nigga look like max b with a a a light blue too too small gucci sweatsuit on and some gucci sneakers on and it's like uh got flowers on it and shit and this nigga drops down and starts shaking his ass cheeks in the middle of a bedroom i mean in the living room and somebody makes it rain on him and this nigga's talking gangster shit <laughs> what is wrong with you niggas <laughs> what is wrong with you niggas if i'm gonna try to find the video and link it in the uh i'll try to link it into the show notes but you only gotta watch like the first 20 seconds of it this nigga's like outside like a house you know you know the stereotypical house with a bunch of niggas on the porch and shit and some niggas holding up guns and stuff and this nigga's just doing the most moist dance ever this nigga drops down to his knees and starts popping his ass and i swear to god the nigga looks back at it and out of nowhere he is like money on the floor 
and then it's uh then somebody threw some money on the nigga while he's doing that and there ain't no women in the video there's like a little girl and her brother and they're dancing but there's no women in the video none none at all and then there's another nigga rapping and he's doing the the most uh luxurious nay nay that i've ever seen in my life just real slow and like that young thug video uh when that that nigga's sitting on the couch with that pistol and then he starts doing the nay nay all slow and luxurious that's how this nigga's moving man i don't <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with you niggas but he dropped down hit like a butterfly tootsie roll type thing and uh it's uh it's a puzzling it's funny as fuck and uh could y'all imagine being robbed by this nigga though this nigga pulls the pistol out with his his wrist limp so he's about to shoot you in the kneecap and he's standing there jiggling his yeeks <laughs> like this nigga's talking cash shit like just <laughs> this is some straight gangstalicious boondocks type shit y'all need to peep that music video and so i'm thinking after i see this i'm like oh hip-hop is dead this is it it's a nail in the coffin the dicks in the dirt it's it's done hip-hop is done rap is done not hip-hop but hip-hop is the culture but one of the elements rap is done and then my man marshall mathers comes out with kamikaze he drops a, uh he drops a surprise album just out the motherfucking blue just out of nowhere and he is naming names and he is talking shit um just talking big shit through the whole damn thing and uh, he's calling out names he's just yo and the, the beats are fire the beats are fire the lyrics are always gonna be there from him you know but he has a battery in his back um great melodies um it's it's i like the album i i've, I've never strayed away from folks you know it's cool to hate on tupac Eminem and let me see who else who else is another rapper because I, I Twitter was the first um, platform I got on to see Tupac hate never saw it on Facebook didn't see it on uh, MySpace when I got back on when I got on Twitter I joined Twitter in 09 so almost 10 years ago I was on Twitter back in February and the niggas was shitting on Tupac and I was like, oh, and then you look in the, look at their, uh, you know, their their uh, region or whatever. It was all East Coast niggas. Man, them East Coast niggas, could, they could not take that L from Tupac when he was riding. When Death Row was riding, them niggas ain't recovered from Snoop kicking over them buildings either. So that's when I was just like, oh, shit, this is weird. But now we're living in an era where it's cool to shit on you know Eminem. Eminem can wrap circles around anybody on this planet, anybody, and he's an honorable mention in my my top five. Everybody knows who's my top five, but Lil Kim and Eminem are like my Lil Kim six, Eminem seven. You know, those are my asterisks. You know, to my honorable mentions right there. Um, but the album is dope. Uh, the video for Fall is dope, and you know, just to see that come out is is. You know, it always happens in hip hop because we're in this era of like mumble rap and uh, and uh, meme music. Thank you to Doja Cat for 
you know, uh, introducing me to that word or that phrase. And that's what a lot of this uh, so-called rap music is. It's mean music, like Takashi 69 that's mean music. He'll tell you himself that he goes in there and he just bullshits on the, on the uh, track. I remember seeing an interview with uh, him and Angie Martinez, and he was talking about that Fifi song that he has with uh, Nicki Minaj. And he was talking about that it's just some bullshit, but the beat is hard and it just flows together. It's just it's just meme music. And that's why he trolls so much online to generate, you know, views and shit like that. And then they try to hide behind. Oh, I'm just having fun when people bring that smoke to him. You know, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. But, you know, you really have to start checking these little niggas. That's what, you know, the older cats really have to do. But so we get into this days of listening to these uh, trap beats with these mumble verses and and you know you just walking around just saying the goofiest shit and you're like okay i guess you got a little bop to it but then somebody like j cole drops somebody like kendrick lamar drops and now this eminem drops and i remember um bun b dropped a mixtape or an album right after um trinidad james was uh killing the internet with that gold all in my watch don't believe me just watch you know that gold everything and people just like you know i guess we can deal with this and it's like oh it's growing on me it's growing on me then bun b drop and like i said the other artists i named before drop and it's like lyrics and beats and you're like oh this is real rap music this this is that that the real is back you know what i'm saying it's like that jeezy shit you know the real is back you know those jeezy mixtapes but it always happens like that we the, the fans of rap music just getting that that trance and you just like i guess you got a little bop to it and you just be humming along to the dumbest shit the just the dumbest fucking shit you know what i'm saying just because the beat goes hard and the melody is catchy right it's just just dumbest shit and um i remember what was that lord jamar was on um motherfucking uh thing at vlad tv or something like that and he was making fun of Lil Yachty's song uh uh I don't want you to be my wife I just want you for the night you know that song that just blew up and he says that melody is nothing but a b c d e f g h i j k l m n o p and i'm like it it really is the same melody that he sang those words and i'm just like mind blown right but like i'm but let me get back to my point it just always happens like that we just get sucked into this brainwashing machine you see your artist so fucking much and you see the same song over and over it's like the internet turns into the new radio you know the new pop radio and people are just like oh well i'll fuck with this song you know i'll fuck with this and you know people make memes out of the song people uh you know tweet out the lyrics or you'll see some big booty chick dancing to it or something and clapping her ass cheeks in a small ass thong or even just busting it wide open you know to the song or some shit like that or titty twerking to it and it's just everywhere on your fucking phone you know you log on to facebook it's there somebody posted the uh youtube clip of it it's on youtube or uh somebody done posted a, a video on instagram clapping their cheeks to the song and then you go on twitter and somebody made a gif of it and you're like oh that's from that music video and then uh 
you know, or somebody's doing like a painting, like one of them fast paintings, sped up paintings, and then the music is playing. So it just turns. So, you know, social media is the new radio. And so you're like, I guess I can fuck with this. And you're settling. That's pretty much all that we're doing. We're settling. And then this Eminem comes out, and you're just like, oh shit, this is how lyrics, dope melody, dope beat, and a catchy chorus, that's how it's supposed to be done. You can't just do a melody and a dope beat and a halfway decent chorus or a catchy chorus. It just doesn't work like that, well, at least not for me, but I just feel like a lot of times we settle, and then that comes out, and you're just like, oh... That's how motherfuckers supposed to be rapping. Okay, I get it now. But, uh, you know, he was calling out names and shit like that. And then now we dealing with a goddamn menage a trois of uh, white on white, white, white on white, what, white on white on white crime. So we got Eminem beefing MGK and then g Easy beefing with MGK. So there's all these disc records out and they're decent to listen to. They are decent to listen to. I ain't even on front, but it's just looking at it. It's just like, oh, so we bring it back dissing and hip hop. But, you know, we have to give that to Pusha T. It just came with that story of Adidon, which was just, oh, my God, that was the ether of the summer. I don't care what y'all say, man, dead beat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. That still sticks into my head when I see Drake. Let <laughs> that boy come home. Dead beat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. And you know Pusha T's a street nigga, right? Just the way that he's telling Drake to take care of that boy and take care of that girl, you know, uh, of his woman, his baby mama. Let that be your Beyonce. You know, let's talk about your Beyonce. You know, like, you know, love that girl. You know, let her be your world. <laughs> that's, that's that OG talking to you. Like, yo, I don't give a fuck if the whole neighborhood ran through her. You knocked her up. You got to take care of her. That's your world from here on out, young blood. That's that That's that grown man talking to you. And Pusha T also said that on, uh, uh, I forgot what song it was. Uh, I think it was So Appalled when he said, I dismissed her past until she disappoints your highness. You know, he said, uh, and that's what, and that's a real, that's real shit though. I remember OGs telling me that. Don't worry about no woman's past and shit like that. She with you now. If, it, if her past didn't involve her out here, uh, you know, uh, being out here setting niggas up to get robbed and shit like that, they told me that's the only thing you gotta worry about. Anything else, that shit just go out the window. You know, if you love her, you love her. That's yours, and you cherish that. Don't even worry about her past. That's because it's it's a new beginning. That's, that's what old heads told me. And that's when, when Pusha T said that shit, I dismissed her past until she disappoints your highness. I was just like, oh, he didn't even grew, grew up around some thorough ass motherfuckers. But shout out to Eminem. That's, I'm going off on a tangent and it's been 15 minutes. I ain't even start on the summer jam screen. But shout out to that brother uh, Eminem. Uh, I see that Dre is back on there producing. Or I think he just executive producer. I don't know. But some of them beats are sick as fuck. Um, and it's nice because revival, the, the the flows was there, but it just it felt bigger than Eminem. It felt like a commercial album, and Eminem is not commercial. I know that's weird saying it, but he had a song with like Ed Sheeran, 
and it just seemed like he was just trying to reach a wider audience but it's like you're one of the biggest rappers in the world you know what i'm saying no matter what whatever you drop is going to do some numbers you know so that album revival was just you know like the flow was there lyrics was there but it was just you know bad beat choices it was just like him trying to force you know records on us and it was just like this this ain't it you know like it's cool like i remember listening to it and i was like this is cool but you know i just want to hear eminem rap i don't want to hear ed sheeran crooning on this shit you know and it was just it just felt um like he didn't have dre touching it you know what i'm saying that's that's what it felt like but m is back with this kamikaze album so just shout out to him and that cover reminds me of license to ill from the beastie boys so just fire shit it's dope and you know a lot of people are just like you know, fuck eminem i don't listen to eminem and calling him all these names and all this other shit and uh i was listening to uh joe button's podcast and you know joe made some good points but at the same time joe kind of sound like the old nigga in the room it's just like you know it's just like you know get off my lawn a lot of it of what he's saying you know it's just like and eh, okay joe like we get it we, we like when you talking that shit and i know you need to create fire content and shit like that you got me to listen but you know a, a lot of that just kind of sound sounded like a hater but i mean eminem needed to hear you say that that album was trash so he could just put a battery in his back and he can get back focused and like link up with dre and just do what he needs to do he don't need to do what he can to keep the lights on because he's sitting on ends you know no pun intended but you know when you're an mc it's just that love of the game so I would rather hear Joe Budden respond on wax than just, you know, sit on a couch and talking into a mic. But I know he said he retired a couple years back because that would have been a dope battle. But it is what it is. Let's get started on that good old Summer Jam screen. Let me stop ranting. But I love hip hop. I love hip hop. I love when shit like this happens. So, uh, man, I forgot to tell y'all. Hopefully y'all know I retweeted it. Um... I put a couple of articles on Twitter about uh, Black Panthers up on Netflix. So if y'all didn't fuck with it in the theaters and y'all too cheap and y'all using somebody else's password, this is like eight family members using the same Netflix account. If you can log on, you know, and not too many people using your same credentials or whoever's credentials, make sure y'all watch that. And uh, again, shout out to my wife um, for taking her class last year to go see it because that's something them kids ain't ever going to forget. So and shout out to everybody who donated to uh, her crowdfunding uh, site to make that happen so that I mean that was dope them kids love that they still come up to her you know her kids from last year coming to her talking to her talking to her about it and things like that so just shout out to them and shout out to the people who were in line while she was getting those kids candy and popcorn and stuff and they you know threw my wife some money to help you know get those kids situated with popcorn and candy you know the ones who didn't have money and things like that so that was a dope experience for them to uh you know sit there and watch it and you know my wife was my wife is damn good at her job so she you know kind of manipulated it so it'd be like a lesson for them to learn and things like that so they could actually see the movie and enjoy it and shout out to the parents who came and you know showed nothing but love and respect to my wife for taking all them kids to go see that movie so let's talk about uh our man jeffrey owens all right so this was the cosby actor i know if y'all been sleeping under a rock uh he just did an interview on good morning america 
and uh, there was a, a, a couple, some women, who took a picture of him at Trader Joe's. He was working, and uh, you know, folks kind of took that. Those those women took the pics, and then I think they sold it to Daily Mail, and they were trying to clown him for getting that money, for getting that paper, and doing what he can to keep the lights on between gigs. You know what I'm saying? Because I think. I believe being an actor is just pretty spotty. It's just like, oh, if I don't get this role here and there, and you know, you're doing all these different plays and shit like that, but it's not consistent money coming in. And with Bill Cosby going through all this shit, I know it's kind of fucking up uh, his royalties too. If Jeffrey Owens is getting any kind of, you know, royalties or syndication checks, I know that the whole fiasco with these rape cases is fucking with his money. So he's like, okay, let me go on out here, put this name tag on, and hey let me get it in there's nothing wrong with that at all and a lot of times we try to shame folks for doing that i'd rather see that brother doing that than be out here running around like orlando brown you know up here trying to change locks on restaurants and shit like that being a straight up goddamn swerve so anyways so these women were trying to clown him and then i seen other people on line was trying to clown him but the good thing is the majority of folks came out to support this man making an honest living and like I said, I would rather see this brother working at Trader Joe's than him being behind some CVS pharmacy dumpster passed out from hydrocodone or fentanyl. You know, he, he shit. You know, it's a lot of them out there, a lot of functioning fentanyl addicts too. So let me tell y'all something. You know, I was in a job myself in upper management where I had to cover up the tattoos um, and wear business casual, you know, had button-up shirts, slacks, and, you know, hard-toe, you know, hard-bottom shoes and shit like that. And, um, and I was only making about 40 grand a year. And then I left that job and I started doing trash, bringing in almost $10,000 more a year doing trash, driving a damn trash truck or hanging on the back of the truck just depending on which, whatever route I was on. I'm making damn, just, you know, ten, damn near 10 grand more doing that. So looks ain't everything. Now on the outside, I mean, you looking at me, you think by strictly by my appearance that I fell off. It's like, oh shit, you went from an upper management job to doing trash, you know what I'm saying? But I was making more money with less responsibility. That's always a great hustle right there. Making more money, less responsibility. So we really need to quit judging folks you know, on how they make their paper and worry about your own finances. And shout out to um, Tyler Perry for extending a job offer to this brother. Jeffrey Owens is not on Twitter, but he did respond. Somehow the message got to him and he responded to Tyler Perry and he's going to be on this upcoming season of the Haves and Have Nots. So they're shooting it now. So it probably, I think that show debuts in the summer or something like that. So shout out to Tyler Perry coming through and was like i got a check for you dog that's that's huge and that's nothing but love but we have to stop job shaming people you know i don't care if you flipping burgers you mopping floors it don't matter you are doing your damn thing and speaking of doing your damn thing man my local utility uh water utility company is actually hiring right now um, they're hiring for uh, MUD Omaha, Metropolitan Utilities District Omaha is hiring for customer service representatives. And you do you know how much these folks make? And this is a level one. They start off 40 hours a week, so full time, making $21.64 an hour. I just seen that ad. I was like, God damn, you making almost $22 an hour just to sit up, take payments and discuss bills with folks that's it 
that's all you doing and you gotta at least type and it said 25 words per minute that is a hustle y'all better jump on that quickly black on my okay ain't nothing wrong with that and it's right downtown i believe it's downtown or it might be the one off of uh center street uh not center but off of six south 60th off the interstate but that's that's some good ass money right there especially in especially in fucking nebraska and omaha shit you could be out here balling if you was making 14 dollars an hour I'll tell you the truth get you a little 450 dollar 550 dollar apartment shit you be out here living your best life with utilities included and some of them apartments that have uh washer and dryers in the basement or inside the unit just depending on where you're going at but anyways let's see what's <laughs> let me let me stop putting people up on game let me go ahead and talk about uh your man brandon johnson aka demi lovato's plug or her drug dealer so you know this man will not face charges at all won't face a damn charge at all because an overdose is considered a self-induced medical emergency this ain't nothing but a case of the caucasity i guarantee you if brandon johnson was actually you know some nigga named shifty let me or d money let me take uh it was that governor lepage saying that shit so if his name was shifty or d money his ass would be up under the jail okay for helping this little white lady od but since this is a moist white man it's just no it's self-inflicted you know it's a medical emergency there's really nothing we can do about it nothing at all we can do about it and that's nothing but caucasity right there that's just white uh watching whiteness work that's all that that is right there and i guarantee like i said if this was some black dude or even a hispanic uh drug dealer his ass would be the hispanic drug dealer they find out he was here illegally they ship him back to you know mexico or put him in an ice detention center or if he was legally here they'd be he'd be up under the jail or they revoke his green card or something of that extent so that's some bullshit you and i know that i should have had that in selling hope like dope but i don't so remember i told y'all about kim k she got that sister released from uh prison well she's back in the news because she's working on the a release of a brother named uh uh chris young this 30 year old brother is actually serving life sentence for a non-violent marijuana charge because he was hit with the rico they hit him with a conspiracy charge and he was a low man on the totem pole so kim is going to sashay that big old fake bottom and push them breasts up to her neck in the oval office and sweet talk the cheeto in chief into releasing him and i told y'all before that kim k is a weapon and i hope she continues this trend because we all know the cheeto in chief think thinks with his little head you know he don't be thinking up top he don't even he, you know that first lady he released uh that he pardoned he was just looking at kim he was just like what he don't even know he didn't even research who the woman was you know he, i bet you if he saw it was a negro he would have at least thought twice before he signed signed his name on there but hopefully kim can keep doing god's work going on in there you know hopefully she has some cleavage showing and a tight pencil skirt on you know to keep him to keep him you know kind of occupied and him just to sign them papers and she needs to work with a lawyer to get a draft drawn up for some reparations so she can go and take that in there and tell him that she just needs his signature on that and it's actually an executive order for reparations for black folks that's what that's what we need to be doing i need to holler at kanye's manager and then put a bug in his ear so he can put a bug in Kanye's ear. 
But you know, Kanye be with the shits all the time, and then he fuck around and get reparations to uh, straight white men or some shit like that. But <laughs> that is some great news that Kim K is still out here, you know, working to get folks out of jail. Even if it's, you know, one person at a time, that's still one less body that's up in the system doing some slave labor shit. And shout out to the prisoners who are on a labor strike. I don't know how them niggas all got on the same page. You know, but I know niggas got phones in jails, niggas got, you know, MacBooks and iPads in there and shit, and guards be getting them all kind of messages and shit, but them niggas ain't working until the wages increase and until the living conditions are better. So I ain't mad at it, because it's like, what the fuck you gotta lose? You already in prison. It's like, what what's the worst thing you gonna do to me? You know what I'm saying? I'm already in a box, three hots and a cot. Like this, you got me living like a goddamn animal in the zoo. No, I'm done. And that's what the resistance is all about. People getting on the same page and uh, just fighting for a better tomorrow. That's what it's all about. So shout out to y'all doing what y'all can, you know, to make some change. But I've been rambling for too long. We creeping up on a half hour on the summer jam screen. So I'm leaving to my man, Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for introducing uh, Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, before you go and get that little uh, $2 from up under that doormat out by the back door, uh, let me ask you something, Tyrone. Have you ever been to church? Have you ever been to church? No? Okay. All right, that's all I needed to know. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, just briefly, just real quick, we're going to talk about your man's... Um, pastor jasper williams now this was the uh the pastor that was uh spoke for over 50 minutes at um aretha's homecoming you know her being calling being called home by the lord now this man did everything but celebrate aretha he got up there talking about black on black crime he got up there talking about black women can't raise black boys to be black men. Uh, he was talking about how we need to raise these kids in our communities. He was on that, we gots to do better. And Jesus is the answer. Doing all this shit and not recognizing racism, white supremacy. He even had the nerve to say that black lives don't matter. Stevie Wonder even saw the bullshit and yelled out, black lives do matter. Black Lives Matter and uh, Aretha's family even came out and said that they were disgusted and offended by this reverend's uh, words this pastor's words at Aretha's homecoming and he said that he doesn't take anything back and he's sorry that they feel that way that's a great way to not apologize to tell somebody I'm sorry you feel that way that you ain't apologizing for Shiite, all right? Um, and this is just another reason that you don't see folks under 40 fucking with the church heavy. That's, you know, they might go there on the holidays and shit like that, but it's that old, scary guard that don't want to deal with racism, white supremacy head on. You know, they want to pray and look in the mirror and reflect and talk about we as a community need to do better 
like single motherhood ain't running rampant in white communities all right we got a whole last tv show called 16 and pregnant or teen mom og on tv celebrating that shit all right and uh it's a cop out to shit on your own people because you're scared to actually bring it to those in power that's what it boils down to and that's what jasper represents jasper sounds like a slave that will snitch on you for trying to run away that's what old jasper sounds like jasper sounds like a boot licking coon jasper is that nigga that's sitting up on the masses porch and trying to become an overseer with his black ass that's what he's trying to do you know and try to justify slavery by going to the good book quote unquote that's how he's trying to justify him being in, being a slave by looking in the good book and seeing that he's a cursed person that his people are cursed and that Jesus looks like his overseer and his master that's that's what Jasper that's what Jasper would be back in those slavery times Jasper is going to ruin any plans that you have for a revolution or to be a freedom fighter he's going to talk you out of it he's going to tell you to pray he's going to tell you to seek Jesus and go to a specific scripture in the good book that'll calm you down and get that quote unquote hate up out your heart you know that's 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 that type of shit that that Negro is on so uh, that like I said <clears throat> before when I explained selling hope like dope what it is that is the epitome of it you know, uh, uh, a preacher, not all, but a lot of them are the epitome of selling hope like dope. You know, making you feel good so you can, you know, fork over your little bit bit of money, your tithes and your offering, offerings, and, you know, you keep coming back to keep feeling good. You know, it's not addressing the problem, but it's making you feel better. You see what I'm saying? It's giving you a, a it's like a, it's like a bath, you know, when you're really dirty. But then you get back dirty. So you're like, oh, I gotta pay more money to feel better, to have my soul cleansed and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So Jasper Williams and any other old Negro preacher who's on that bullshit, y'all out here selling hope like damn dope. And that's why the young folks do not fuck with the old guard. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to holding this L, we have to give it to the brother Orlando Brown. Uh, my man's still out here on that bullshit. Uh, there was security footage that came out, TMZ got it, of him like wandering around a, uh, Danny Boy's uh, restaurant. I think it's called Legends Restaurant and Bar or something like that in Vegas. And uh, he put a rag up over the security camera and he is in there trying to change the locks of that restaurant. Now, I don't know what this brother was thinking. I don't think he was thinking. He probably was high and zooted up out of his mind when he was arrested, uh, you know, for uh, burglary, for going in there and doing that bullshit. And I just want to know what is going through this brother's mind like what the fuck is he out here in these streets doing like he ain't got nobody in his camp to talk some common sense into him or to just kind of be like yo you need to cool the fuck out 
Like he ain't got no big brother, no father figure, no father, uncle, somebody that can really just sit him down and try to get him on the straight and narrow. Like, man, like nobody saw this coming, not even Raven. Like she's psychic. Like, like she can predict the future. If she can see the future. Like, how, what are we doing here? My man's is just out here wilding like it's nobody's business and it ain't my business but i'm making it my business i really got to start this common sense firm i really do this common sense consultation firm because you know the more that i see shit common sense ain't that common it ain't it is not um but this brother orlando brown you need to get some help you and your whole camp need to chill out and hold this damn L, please. Thank you. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to not all heroes wear capes. We have to give it to Nike. The swoosh. The check. Just do it. All right. Four. Uh, they were already uh, partnered with uh, Colin Kaepernick back in 2011 with his sponsorship or endorsement deal. But they're bringing them back for new ads for the uh, 30th anniversary of the Just Do It advertisements. And, uh, you know, what's funny is seeing uh, the backlash for this. Um, I seen something with uh, Colin Cowherd, the uh, guy on Fox Sports, and he was trying to say Nike backing Colin Kaepernick in this time is equivalent to tiger woods during his uh infidelity stage and kobe bryant during his uh sexual alleged uh, sexual assault in colorado now i don't know how you equate freedom of speech a peaceful protest to infidelity and for an alleged sexual assault is it an assault on the flag in your eyes, Mr. Cowherd? Like, help me out here. How do you equate those two? Um, equate that situation, a peaceful protest, to those two situations. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. But hey, I get it. You have to reach. You have to reach to keep that viewership. You have to reach. I understand it. I don't have any sponsorships, so I don't have to reach to keep eyes on me or to keep ears on me. It's always speaking the truth here. Um, but I seen bigots uh, burning their Nike products. Uh, I seen that some college, some kind of Ozark college or something like that, dropped Nike as a sponsor due to that. Um, but the, to the people who were burning their products, and then I seen a nigga, uh, who was that, a sound guy or the camera guy for a big and rich, he uh, cut the... Uh, the Nike check off of his socks. You do know that Nike already got your money, right? That's one of that's first, first and foremost. Second of all, uh, how come you don't donate these sneakers, these socks, these shorts, these shirts, these hoodies, these track suits to uh, homeless veterans or to a VA? because you care about the veterans so much help me out here how come you're not donating this stuff 
or donating them to like youth emergency services um any other kind of you know to uh to the department of health and human services uh help out some child you know or some kid that's about to age out of the system uh help me out white supremacist why aren't you doing that because you said it was about the flag and disrespecting our veterans so what have you done to help out your homeless veterans because burning your shoes and your socks ain't doing it that ain't it okay because it never was about the flag it never was about veterans this was about a black man taking a stand and making you uncomfortable that's what it's always been about because you thought that you could escape the real world on Sundays by watching these black men bash each other's brains in running at each other at full speed knocking each other's helmets off you thought that was an escape it's not you're gonna have to deal with this problem just how we deal with it you know it's going to be in your face all the time and if you sick of seeing it just imagine being a black man or a black woman in america dealing with it every single moment of your life dealing with racism white supremacy but you uncomfortable because a black man is kneeling during the national anthem if you don't get your fragile ass on up out the paint fuck out of here and it just shows how fragile racism white supremacy that mental is you know to see a company come out and stand with colin kaepernick they never dropped him they just figured okay now's the time I'm creeping up on 30 years of the just do it campaign let's go ahead and big up to him and then they even dropped a commercial today a two-minute commercial with him narrating and oh they're talking about nike stock is dropping and all this other shit well if you looked at the other brands under armor adidas um a couple other apparel brands they uh were down also too so this has nothing to do with that colin kaepernick campaign and nike generated about 43 million dollars in ad revenue from people talking about this on social media which is amazing and that's a win for them not paying all that money in advertising so uh and then you had um like i said this campaign kind of reminds me of with them standing behind cap kaepernick reminds me of the air jordan one campaign with the black and red sneakers and they banned them in the nba and they mike kept on wearing them and they and uh, nike kept paying the fines so is you know nike is all about any publicity is good publicity you know they like a soundcloud rapper but they actually got money and they actually got a brand out here that's what it boils down to nike don't give a fuck about you burning your air monarchs they don't care about you you know burning them bootleg ass uh tj maxx kicks you know they don't care about that at all they don't care about you you know uh burning them sears nikes they don't care about you burning you know them 27 dollar sneakers from Coles. they don't care they don't care and they don't care about you uh burning up you know that 12 dollars shirt that you got from ross dress for less they don't care about that because they didn't already got your money so you going out buying the shit 
just to destroy you. That's, that reminds me of uh, back in the uh, when they started putting parental stickers on albums and shit. And you had C. Dolores Tucker out here teaming up with them white men and shit on uh, uh, black rappers. And people would like uh, buy all these CDs, these rap CDs, and they would run over them with like a like a pavement, uh, like a, a, a pavement thing, you know, that flattens out the pavement. You know, with a big roller, looks like a bulldozer with a goddamn paper towel holder on it, a metal paper towel holder on it. Um, you know that they smoothed out the roads with and shit and then you had people like taking a bat to like nwa records and snoop dogg records and all this other shit and death row records uh and it's just like y'all know y'all bought this right it still counts as a sale it ain't like you went up in the rate in a record store and and stole them and then broke them down it's just like what the fuck are you doing? You went in, spent your hard-earned money just to take it outside and bash it up and make a statement. You might as well just burnt that $15, $20 right then and there. And that's the same thing that these folks are doing with them beat-up-ass Nikes that they're burning. It's disgusting. And then you had the, uh, the largest police union, the National Association of uh, Police Organizations, uh, one of the largest police unions in the country wrote a letter to Nike CEO expressing their disgust. Let me go ahead and find that real quick and read it to y'all. Give me a second. All right, let's see here. It says, this is to uh, Nike's uh, chairman, uh, Mark Parker. It says, Dear Chairman Parker, uh, on behalf of more than the 241,000 law enforcement officers represented by our association, Across the country, I write to you to condemn in the strongest possible terms your selection of Colin Kaepernick for Nike's Just Do It ad campaign. Mr. Kaepernick is known not as a successful athlete, but as a shallow, uh, dilettant, uh, dilettante seeking to gain notoriety, notoriety by disrespecting the flag for which so many Americans have fought and died. You have to stop right there because it never was about this flag. It was about bringing attention to racial injustice and police brutality. It never was about disrespecting the flag. And as you can see, he kneeled because he spoke with a Green Beret who told him, hey, maybe be a little bit more respectful if you kneeled. Uh, we do that with the fallen soldier. So he's like, okay, I can do that instead of just sitting on the bench. So that's where you're fucking up. And this is to erase the message of the peaceful protest. That's what so many uh, of these white supremacists like to do is say it's disrespecting the flag. It's not disrespecting the flag. It's not disrespecting the country. It's not disrespecting our veterans. All right. It's bringing awareness to the mistreatment of non-white specifically black folks and the racial injustice of every fucking thing the racial wealth gap police brutality the fucking unjust sentencing when it comes to court and uh just everything systematically right so back to this letter the inclusion of Mr. Kaepernick's and Nike's Just Do It ad campaign also perpetuates the falsehood that police are racist and aiming to use force against African-Americans and persons of color. Uh, it's not about police, it's about race soldiers disguised as cops. And the FBI already said that white uh, supremacist groups and white extremists have infiltrated law enforcement. We do know that, so you're not slick. All right. In reality, officers across the nation risk their lives not only protecting the athletes featured in Nike's various campaigns, 
but also serve aspiring athletes across the country who use the Nike brand through the thousands of police athletic leagues, boys and girls clubs, and big brother, big sister programs where our officers donate their time and energy. They deserve to have the respect and full support of corporate citizens like Nike. Uh, adding to the insult is the image of Mr. Kaepernick from the campaign featuring the quote, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. The fact that Mr. Kaepernick is no longer starting NFL player does not equate to him being someone who has sacrificed everything. To truly understand what it means to believe in something and sacrifice everything, you should look at Arlington National Cemetery or the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in Washington, D.C. or to the trauma unit of a military hospital, the brave men and women of every race and color buried there, memorialized there, Healing there, believed in this nation, our flag, and exemplify the true meaning of sacrifice. I'm going to stop you right there. Um, a lot of those folks died to keep the right of free speech and to uphold the Constitution. And Colin Kaepernick is exercising his constitutional right. So how come that bothers you so fucking much to see a black man exercising his constitutional rights which many of these race soldiers disguised as police officers uh violate black folks constitutional rights daily all right okay at the end of this it says a featuring mr kaepernick and the just do it campaign nike grossly insults the men and women who really do make sacrifices for the sake of our nation we are calling on all of our members member officers their families and friends to join in boycott night in nike products you gotta eat a dick you gotta eat a dick that's what it's about and then the national fraternal order of police jumped in on this too it's, it's amazing how quickly um these police unions jumped in i told you they moved like the mob didn't i and i haven't seen anything from any branch of like a official statement from the army from the navy you know from the uh, green berets uh anything from the air force releasing the whole statement condemning nike at all haven't seen anything but like from that but the national but the police orders fraternal order of police and the police unions they out here quit ain't they just, and that proves that shows a lot don't it about your constitutional right to in a pre peaceful protest that shows a lot all right so let's see here um so this is a statement from Chuck Canterbury. He's the president of this mafia that's called the Fraternal Order Police. Colin Kaepernick and all Americans have the constitutional right to freely express their views, even if they are uninformed and inflammatory. Uh, indeed, law enforcement officers have an obligation to defend these rights, and, and we do so every day. Uh, even in those cases when the views expressed are hostile, hateful, or offensive to the men and women of law enforcement. I don't know how Colin Kaepernick's uh, views are hostile or hateful or offensive. The Fraternal Order of Police have been called upon to boycott Nike for capitalizing on the, this former professional football player because he attracts controversy. In our experience, boycotts and similar exercises do not succeed and often serve only to enrich the company, which is not what we want to do. Our members, and for that matter, any American citizen, understands when the law enforcement profession is being insulted, we have no doubt they will make their purchases with that insult in mind. If Nike chooses to create an ad campaign featuring a former quarterback who describes 
cops as pigs and make large donations to the family of a convicted cop killer and wanted fugitive uh, Joanne uh, Chismer, uh, who murdered New Jersey State Trooper Warner, uh, forced in cold blood in 1973, they are free to do so. Okay, that's some bullshit right there. And y'all know right there he's talking about Asada Shakur, and that's disrespectful by calling her that name. Um, let's see here. So since 2016, 381 officers have been killed in the line of duty. They believed in something and sacrificed everything, as did the families they left behind. All of the men and women in law enforcement believe in something and are prepared to sacrifice everything. Ultimately, this ad campaign will end and our nation will no longer associate sacrifice and sneakers instead we will once again associate sacrifice with our fellow americans in our military and police departments who stand in harm's way to protect the rest of us and our right to express ourselves you can eat a dick because you're mad he's talking about that this protest don't work all this other shit will go on about our business um but i will have to tell you this uh folks are fed up Folks are fed up with the injustice and they're tired of uh, taking bullshit. You seen what happened, uh, even though the, the man only got 15 years for uh, killing that young boy, Jordan Edwards. It's a start and it's a warning, uh, you know, to those who practice injustice, you know, while wearing a uniform, a.k.a. race soldiers. All right. So you got the right wing burning their Nike products, but you got to watch the left, too. Now, we, we expected this to come from cops and from those on the right, uh, but you got to watch the left. You know, they're very sneaky. They're conniving. They're more dangerous than the right because the right is a wolf. The left is a fox. Very cunning, very sly. Right. So, you know, I'm seeing more and more people creeping in, just trying to divert the attention from why Cap kneeled. OK, they want to speak on Nike's factories overseas and the working conditions. So this is diverting attention from the issue at hand, which is racial injustice and police brutality. You know, people are tweeting and making videos in response to Nike on a damn iPhone. Like the Apple factory over in China ain't got fucking suicide nets outside of it to catch workers jumping off the building and out of windows. Okay, you don't give a fuck about these people. It bothers you, even if, even if you are liberal as fuck, it bothers you seeing a black man exercise his constitutional rights and not looking for you know some hippie uh white person who looks at black people like a pet for help that bothers you a lot don't it it eats you up inside that you ain't the saving grace white jesus that really bothers people on the left when a black person is just riding solo dolo uh, i remember uh you know people attacking like you can look at different videos on youtube of people attacking malcolm x and how come you don't want whites helping and shit like that it really bothers those on the left because they they view black folks not all of them but a lot of them do view black folks as uh, second class citizens as a uh, pity you know as uh you know their pets you know and they feel that they have a jesus complex a lot of those folks on the left have a fucking jesus complex so you have to watch them all right so like I said, um, you know, it's just trying to hijack a movement. You know, it won't work. You know, the right is trying to silence a movement with intimidation and violence, and it won't work. You know, this is God's work. You know, folks are tired of this unjust system, so fear tactics and smoke screens won't work. 
the same tactics that's been used to uphold racism, white supremacy, uh, such as state-sanctioned violence, corrupt politicians, unjust policies, social engineering, mainstream media propaganda, and miseducation. It's not going to work anymore. It's not. We, we, we see these tactics coming from a mile away. You know, so knowledge of self is reigning reign supreme on non-whites, more specifically black folks. It is. And that, that is scary. With these birth rates of uh, white folks going down and, you know, other groups, you know, still, you know, on the plus side when it comes to uh, having these babies and shit. It's scary. Y'all got this opioid epidemic that's wiping y'all out in droves, you know, with ODing and car fentanyl and regular fentanyl just wiping y'all off. Especially out east, it's scary. It's very scary. It's getting to these rural towns, these small off-white towns. It's a scary sight. It's getting dark for y'all. But if you didn't practice racism, white supremacy, you wouldn't have this issue. If you weren't running around here with that white inferiority complex you call white supremacy, you wouldn't have this issue. If you learned to love everybody on the planet, you wouldn't have this issue at all. But at the end of the day, time's up game's over you know it's time to put the system of white supremacy's dick in the dirt with a nail in the coffin and that's what you're seeing right now you're seeing non-whites led by black folks you know starting to get that shovel and starting to dig into it you got all these different folks out here actually getting into politics and not being politically immature and realizing that they can actually change you know how these laws are being made by putting people in power who actually actually have you know the heart and the mind to not be uh you know a gatekeeper of racism white supremacy by punishing non-whites you see what i'm saying you just you're seeing all these these black women these black men these progressive folks out here who are not treating black folks like pets who are you know doing their thing and making waves and you know when these midterm elections come up you know, there's going to be some real waves coming and it's scary it's terrifying you know when black folks stop being politically immature that's when shit hits the fan that's when we really learn how to flip the system on its head and that's what we're seeing right now it's terrifying i know i know when you practice racism white supremacy once people start you know wanting equality it starts looking unjust to you you know it starts looking unfair to you because you're like hey what happened you know people are calling out gerrymandering and all other kind of bullshit ass tactics to suppress votes and you know what it's terrifying but hey time's up shout out to nike for standing behind calvin kaepernick and never dropping him and making him the face of this just do it campaign you gotta watch both sides black folks like i said you gotta watch both sides because like i said the left is they're they're there's some sly ass fox boy they'll come in there hey i like the campaign but what about the factory workers over in china and in indonesia who's making the sneakers are they actually practicing what they're preaching <laughs> you know to divert attention away from racial injustice you know they, they're fine the left is fine with you getting a few crumbs but once it's once that you know 
once it's, you start talking equity as opposed to equality, then that's when it's just like, hey, oh, hey, don't you think that's a little bit of some reverse racism? Or you see them, you see those on the left, they start flipping the fuck out when you talk your equity as opposed to equality, right? Because they fine with you, you know, having not, because they got that head start. They fine with you getting, you know, some equality. As long as they still got that head start chilling in the bank, they fine with that. You still trying to catch up. You know what I'm saying? It's like they got $1,000 in the bank, you got $0, and then all of a sudden here comes equality. It's like, I give you white man a dollar, you white woman a dollar, you black man a dollar, you uh, black woman a dollar, you know, you non, uh, you white Latino man a dollar, you a dollar for the white uh, Latino woman. They keep doing that, but it's just like these white folks over here are already in the bank a thousand dollars, and here I am trying to play catch up. You know, they got a thousand and two dollars, and we over here with two dollars. You see what I'm saying? They they fine with that all day. That's a jig right there. But once you start talking equity, you know what I'm saying? That's that's something a little different right there. But uh, let's see let's see what's going on else. Uh, Levi Strauss came out uh, talking about some gun violence prevention. And they're going to donate some money to some causes out here um, to help with, uh, you know, to suppress gun violence and, you know, gun control and things of that sort. So with Nike doing this and Levi's doing this, you're going to have folks uh, butt ass naked walking around in these streets in protest. That's funny as fuck because Levi's came out with a statement. And I guess I should go ahead and read this letter. Um, I ain't going to read tell you what they're going to do so basically um levi strauss and company has pledged to support for gun violence prevention in the following three ways so they got three bullet points they got the safer tomorrow fund and it says we've established this fund to direct more than one million dollars in philanthropic grants from uh, levi strauss and company over the next four years to fuel the work of nonprofits and youth activists who are working to end gun violence in America. Number two, bullet point number two, uh, every town business leaders for gun safety. We are partnering with every town for gun safety and executives from the business community, including Michael Bloomberg, to form a coalition of business leaders who believe that business has a critical role to play in the moral obligation to do something about the gun violence epidemic in this country. Employee support is the third bullet point. We are doubling our usual employee donation match to organizations aligned with our Safer Tomorrow Fund. Additionally, we're encouraging employees to utilize their five hours a month in paid volunteer time to get more politically active. That's amazing right there. That's kind of crazy. Uh, they get five hours a month uh, in paid volunteer time. That's kind of cool right there. But yeah, between Nike and uh, Levi, you know, doing this, I, I know folks on the right gonna be out here protesting butt ass naked. They're gonna be in some rustler jeans and some goddamn XJ900s from Payless. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Levi's and shout out to Nike for uh, being socially aware. You know, shout out to them. Not all heroes wear capes, some of them are big ass corporations. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. 
So with the passing of Aretha Franklin, may the Queen of Soul rest in peace, uh, we have a quote from her. And this comes from a news article uh, from back when uh, Angela Davis got um, arrested. Okay. And uh, I just feel this is fitting because, like I said, the police unions were disrespectful to bring that up. And then you had the uh, pastor, uh, Jasper, you know, King Coon Jasper over here preaching about black lives don't matter. But let's just dive into the mentality of our artists back then compared to now. Okay. so the quote from Aretha, Aretha goes like this. Um, I know you you got to disturb the peace when you can't get no peace. I know you got to disturb the peace when you can't get no peace. All right. So this was a quote from Aretha. And let me read you the full quote. OK. And when she was asked about this, uh, about uh, saying Aretha says she'll go uh, Angela's bond if permitted. And she was saying she doesn't care whether it's one hundred thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And Miss Franklin, when she was asked about it, she said, my daddy, who was Detroit's uh, Reverend C.L. Franklin, says, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I respect him, of course, but I'm going to stick by my beliefs. Let's break that down right there. That's that's that old guard. Right. You know, trying to, you know, dissipate the energy of the youth saying, yo, I'm, I got the money. I'm about to put it up for her. No, you don't know what you're doing. Calm down. Leave them white folks alone and blah, blah, blah. That's that's why young folks really don't fuck with the church like that because, you know, young folks have that, that energy, that spirit that, you know, to actually change something. They have that mentality. They haven't been broken down by the system of racism, white supremacy to the point where they feel they cannot make a change and they just need to care about their own little lives and not by, by the lives of their people and those that look like them and other folks who are subjugated under this unjust system, right? So let me go back. So my daddy says, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I respect him, of course, but I'm going to stick by my beliefs. Um, Angela Davis must go free. Black people will be free. I've been locked up for disturbing the peace in Detroit, and I know you got to disturb the peace when you can't get no peace. Jail is hell to be in. I'm going to see her free if there is any justice in our courts, not because I believe in communism, but because she's a black woman and she wants freedom for black people. I have the money. I got it from black people. They've made me financially able to have it, and I want to use it in ways that will help our people. That's a powerful quote from Aretha. Aretha was about that life. She was about that life. And you don't hear that type of shit now from artists. Now, we know about Jay-Z and Beyonce donating money covertly to, like, Black Lives Matter and to help, you know, those activists get out of jail. But this is her just saying flat out, I've got money from my people. They put me in a great position, so I'm going to use this money to help my people. But we have too many people right now. And this goes for all races, you know, all non-whites. You, you know, there's, you know, them few that made it and they don't reach back and help each other at all because they just feel like I got money. I'm an honorary white person right now. So that's just a very uh, powerful quote from Aretha. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole thing with this uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. You know, it's disturbing white folks' peace. You know, that's that's the main thing. It makes white folks so uncomfortable to see this man, to even the sight of this man and his afro 
just makes them so fucking uncomfortable that they are burning shit that they've paid their hard-earned money for. That's what it is. It's disturbing their peace. It's disrupting the system. It fucks with them because they have to think about this unjust system that they are holding up. You know? But what makes them feel better and to justify this is they like to say it's disrespecting the flag, the country, and our veterans. But while they're burning these, you know, the, these clothing items, these sneakers, they didn't even think about the veterans donating it to, you know, some VA hospital or something of that sort. Or, like I said before in previous segments, youth emergency services. You know, or the Department of Health and Human Services. It, they, it didn't, they didn't think about that shit at all. Didn't even think about the fact that they didn't pay for the shit already. All right, but let me stop rambling. Let me stop going so hard in the paint. This has been episode 135 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes, and make sure you share it with some friends. Uh, and have them share it with five friends and hopefully each one of them five friends share it with ten friends and I hope y'all got at least five friends alright so nothing but love and respect for y'all I will see y'all next week and as always I love y'all one welcome to the G code All right, thank you so much to myself and Tyrone Biggums for that lovely G-Code intro. So we're winding down on the G-Code. I'm a little bit tired, but I'm here. I was on my route for almost 16 hours, uh, which is some bullshit. Uh, You know, most, uh, you know, delivery drivers are on a 14-hour window, but somehow my job knows that you can do 16-hour days, like two 16-hour days in a month. So I had to use one of those today, but hey, I've been on overtime shit about uh, five hours ago. So, yeah, I raked up almost 11 hours of overtime and it's only Thursday, but I'm here and I'm rocking with y'all for this G-Code and I need to edit the episode and get this all together and get uh, episode 135 edited and posted for y'all for uh, Friday morning, which I will do. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started on this good old G-Code. Like I said, we're winding down. So hopefully y'all look taking these lessons and, you know, applying them to your life. So this G-Code lesson goes like this. You need to stay up on current events and read a lot. I will say that again. Stay up on current events and read a lot. All right. You have to be well informed and well versed in today's age. You have the Internet right at your fingertips. So there's no excuse for you to not be in the know in this information age. Too many of us like to sit up and look at bullshit online like World Star. You know, you streaming fights on YouTube, watching arguments on on Facebook and pornography, selfies, hopping in DMs on some creep shit. You know, there's nothing wrong with that stuff, but a lot of times we just get, we overindulge in it. You know what I'm saying? So you need to start your day off by reading at least one article and do some independent research on the topic in the article to form your own opinion. Um, I say that because a lot of times you'll go to a website and read something and it seems like just ultra liberal, then the next uh, site, you know, the next day you read something is like super conservative. You know, you need to. I'm not 
trying to shit on these uh, media publications, but, you know, do your own independent research after, you know, you research the topic to form your own opinion because you don't want to be persuaded either way. You want to come up with your own, you know, uh, opinion and, you know, back it up with facts and, you know, go and get into that rabbit hole and, you know, actually become, you know, just well versed in it. Man, people are texting me like shit. All right. Um... Let's see what else I can say on this. I'm sorry. Uh, text messages throwing me off. I, you know, it's kind of annoying having your iMessages, you know, linked up with your cell phone and shit. Uh, it's with your iPhone. It's just very annoying. Very annoying. I should have had that sound turned off. But anyway, so um, like I was talking about uh, independent research because uh, being ignorant is not the way. And uh, you can also be ignorant by reading those articles and only staying in tune with one specific um, you know, news outlet. I mean, you look at the people who fuck with Fox News. They are just, just gung ho with their agenda, their so-called agenda being pushed, and they don't watch anything else. Everything else is fake news. They don't read anything else on any other kind of news sites um, or independent, uh, you know, journalists and shit like that. It's just. If it ain't Fox News, we ain't fucking with it. It's just like a gang mentality, a high, a hive mentality. It's just, and that's being ignorant right there too. But you know, not being well versed or reading that, that is ignorance too. And being ignorant right now in this day and age is just not the wave. You know, you got tablets, smartphones, smart watches, laptops. You know, smart TVs that'll pull up articles for you. So there's just, you know, the internet just has us connected. Um, you know, the way the dominant society uh, treats us blacks is based on pseudoscience and they banned our ancestors from reading and learning and then turned around and said that, the, that we were inferior. So you have to make your ancestors proud and read, learn and grow mentally. You know, be able to hold conversations about events other than, you know, whose ass is the fattest and, you know, what rapper is hottest. You know, this podcast actually has helped me tremendously with reading and independent research. You know, I can talk money and investments with the well-to-do. I can talk politics. I can, you know, speak about fashion, sports, entertainment, and education. It's just nice to be well-versed in many subjects. You know, you don't have to be an expert in everything, but, you know, know a little something about everything, you know. Um, but trust me, your brain will thank you. You know, and the ladies love an intelligent man. They really do. You know, you can if you're if you just kind of spread out and uh, read different articles and things of that sort and like say your lady takes you to some boring ass work party or some shit like that and you end up being in a room full of stuffy folks. I mean, you can talk about money and investments or, um, you know, even uh, speak about art or something to that extent. And, you know, you can always find something that fascinates you, even if the topic is boring. You know what I'm saying? There's always, you know, micro topics inside of a major topic that will interest you or that you will find interesting. So you don't always have to have boring conversations. You can always jazz it up with something that interests you in that specific topic. So that has been another G code for you. You know, stay up on current events and read a lot. And just always remember your ancestors were banned from reading and learning. And, you know, they got and then even white folks who were trying to sneak and teach uh, slaves uh, and uh, people of African descent to read, you know, got even got lashed too, and got thrown in jail and got the shit beat out of them and, you know, were publicly shunned. 
So just always keep that in mind what your ancestors had to go through to to read and to learn to read. And, you know, a lot of those stereotypes to this day about us being dumb and slow and all this other shit just stems from, you know, like I said, that pseudoscience from back in the day. And of course, somebody is going to be at a slower pace in your eyes if you you know don't teach them how to read and write and learn the language that you're forcing upon them you know what i'm saying so it is what it is you know don't take reading for granted don't take the internet for granted you know because who knows what's going to happen right now the internet is still the wild wild west there's still a bunch of you know free information out there so you know take in as much as you can and learn a lot all right one